With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Back at you again, ladies and gentlemen. Kyler Davenport and Mr. Glenn Sutphin. I almost forgot who Glenn was. I'm getting Alzheimer's. Hmm. I'm telling you right now, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, Glenn, you got to watch me. That's why you have to watch me so close. I'm losing my marbles. You need to you need your gut rearranged, mate. Well, I'm going to I'm going to read something about that tonight. Um, you know, it's interesting how life works. Uh, synchronicity. I believe in synchronicity. Um, I do. I mean, you you see something and you go, "Wow." Where in the hell did that come from? I've been looking, you know, I've been looking for that for years, or I've been thinking about that for months, or we had a conversation about that yesterday morning, and all of a sudden, bang, it pops up on my computer. Now, I know what you're already thinking, and I am too, <clears throat> but we won't really get into that at the moment. And You know, I know what you're thinking. No, we'll make there, this show a little bit different because yeah. we're always harping on the government but no there is something about synchronicity uh you know i believe in synchronicity i do not believe in coincidence right right and and, and you know the the article that i found for you that i thought you would be so interested in came up um just out of the blue i mean i just literally i've i've, I've been studying this guy and i've been reading this guy's papers for years uh dr dietrich klinghart Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, Kling, Klinghart, and um, I found it. But but first of all, I, I've had an anniversary here, and I'm I'm beyond my statute of limitations. And um, I just actually had that universe uh, come into play yesterday, that anniversary, where I'm beyond the statute of limitations for my gag order. And I wanted to tell everyone. Um, how different it is to be retired, um, how sickening it is to be out of the game, so to speak, as long as I was an undercover operative working with the governor, for the governor, and around the governor's office, and also working for several high-level attorneys, and also working for and with the world news as one of their top undercover Consultants, advisors, uh, we won't use the word agent on this show. And I just wanted to let everyone know tonight how different it is to be thrown headfirst out of that world and into the world that I'm in now, plus how different it is not being a top gun emergency medical technician, advanced cardiac life support, paramedic with a background in search and rescue and hazmat, 
and crematorium, homicide, dead body pickup, forensic science team, and fire, rescue. All of those years I lived in uniform. All of those years I lived as one of the boys, the boys club. And um, all of those years I was pretty much immune to capture and prosecution for any crimes I might commit undercover. Although we had to step very carefully at times, we still worked with federal, local law enforcement and we were pretty much bulletproof and i was an advisor consultant for years before that working undercover for agencies and entities and organizations that are private gleaning information that would help destroy this capitalist system that was destroying the consumer of mental health and health health services and other services in general. So I guess all of you can imagine how different it is to be put out to pasture and how difficult it is to go through a $20 million lawsuit for being undercover, being exposed undercover, and um, having your cover blown after two hard years of investigation, having your cover blown by someone who's drunk and out for the money, going to the other side saying, if you'll just give me $10,000, I'll turn over all of our documents and all of our reports and all of our undercover dossiers, all of our pictures, all of our tapes, all of our composites, all of our, you know, everything, going through deposition after deposition after deposition after deposition, going through summary judgment, final summary judgment, getting to that final point was a standoff. Nobody won, nobody lost, although I did set precedents for journalists around the world who are taking pictures undercover where they shouldn't be taking pictures. My case set presidents all over the world for that particular area of expertise. So I left a legacy. I personally left a legacy. And the reason it was me personally is because everyone else left the country. I think I told Glenn about this. Yeah. You said that on air, too, that everybody left. We got ready to go to court. Everybody leaves the country because they were so afraid we were going to get busted up. Um they didn't know whether this was going to turn into a criminal prosecution um, mm -hmm. or, or, or or a conspiracy, uh, some kind of conspiracy prosecution. But it was a very scary, yeah. very scary thing when we first got the call that the courts had got a hold of it and we needed to process and get attorneys that we were going to be served. Boy, was that a day to remember. But you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, I've been running in and out of burning houses since I was 14 years old. I've been saving people's lives since I was 14 years old. I started out on a light truck that was homemade to go behind the fire department and shine the lights on the houses that were being that were burning. I was in the American Red Cross before Neanderthal. 
I was teaching in the American Red Cross, Advanced First Aid and Emergency Care Disaster Services, before most of you were born. And um, I moved on to Baylor University, where I got my degree in emergency medicine, paramedicine. Moved on to Trinity to get my second degree. And so I've been in uniform many, many years, and when I wasn't in uniform, I was undercover. I've always been on the front line. I've always been in the spotlight, except when I was undercover. And then I was in the undercover spotlight. I was somewhat of a celebrity, somewhat of an icon, the best team leader in the United States, working on one of the largest cases in the United States that would affect people for the next 1,000 years. I'm sure they'll be setting precedents for the next 1,000 years on cases. I'm sure they'll be going back and looking at ancient cases to see how they can get by with current cases. Um, maybe not a 1,000 years, but at least a 100, I can promise you, uh, we've set precedents for. But I just wanted to kind of let you all know where some of this depression has come from and how it how it affects you. I've known of cops that retired that killed themselves. I've known of hardcore detectives that retired and became hardcore alcoholics and drug addicts and beat the shit out of their wife and kids and ended up on crack row, skid row. I know one personally right now that I'm thinking of. It's a black officer. And uh, so a lot of my depression and a lot of my anxiety and a lot of my PTSD deals with being chunked out of the system and wanting to be that person that was bulletproof again, wanting to have that power again. You say, oh, well, that's just ego. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it takes that kind of ego to do that kind of work. For me to be on every homicide for me to be in the morgue, for me to be allowed in the area where they confiscate weapons, for me to be in the autopsy room working with the doctors on four tables doing autopsies, for me to be able to hang around the top guns of the top guns in forensic science and homicide, it really leaves a lasting impression on you when you're put out to pasture as I have been. So I'm struggling through this. I'm going through this, and I probably won't get over it until I take my last breath and, and die and end up on the same morgue table that I've put so many others on. But um, I've been a lot more hardcore than I've let on the air uh, when it comes to doing all of these things. And many of you just don't have the imagination to see it or realize how it might affect one. And many of you do. And many of you probably are in the same situation that I'm in. There's a lot of us out there, and we, unfortunately, all of us don't get treatment. And believe it or not, there's not a lot of treatment for this. People say, oh, why don't you see a counselor? Well, what do they know? They've never been through a burning building. They've never picked up a homicide. They've never done these things. They've never put bodies in body bags, and they've never been in a my, my coup. Very, very... Yeah, very few and far between, but yeah. Well, you're also missing the routine, too, that, you know, that that structure that was in your life, now all of a sudden, just gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and your routine is messed up, and you have to get a 
whole new routine. And, and I was yeah, I was I was God for so long with my emergency drug box and my crash box and able to intubate that patient and start an IV bilateral on that patient with Ringer's lactate or D5W. I was ready to push my drugs on that patient and bring them back out of cardiac arrest or respiratory arrest or CVA, cerebrospinal, whatever. I was able to dig them out of cars and cut them out of cars and bring them onto my cot and stop their bleeding and start their breathing and get their cardiac function back, get an EKG going. I was God. And um, when you strip that out of somebody's life, yeah. it's definitely a shock. You know. I, I can I can imagine it's much like a stroke. It's just not there anymore. It's gone, and now you got to function again. <laughs> And this is why I have this insatiable, insatiable drive to do something on the Internet. This is where this insatiable, unstoppable drive comes from, to be that leader again, to be that person again that's on the mountain, that's in the limelight, the one who is up there doing something on the front line for someone, some organization, some group, some entity. And so that's what drives me back. That's what drives me to keep going because I can't just give up. No. I can't just give up and say, well, that was my life then. This is my life now. Well, we're doing it. We're APRI. That's what yes. we're doing. Yes. We're getting out there and making your dream come back alive. Yeah. 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 And I am I am happy um from from what I am seeing on the internet and we have several questions by the way from my Quora group tonight. Um I am happy that I'm still here and that I'm able to interact with people on the internet. And I'm able to tell people my story and my testimony. And um, even though it's a little weird telling people all of your personal business in the world, um, we do it. It's a part of the culture. It's a part of me. The well, line what, is there. What's, what's on your anybody, mind? I mean, what's yeah. on your mind, right? What's on your mind? Yeah, what's on your mind? That's Fed book. Yeah. So what kind of drama you want today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, we're, and we're also talk show people, so we, you know, we're freaks. We get out there and tell everybody what's going on. They yeah. say, how you doing? Hold on a minute. Let me tell you. No, it wasn't a conversation starter. It was. A, <laughs> Do you have a couple of days? I'll tell you what's yeah. going on. Hey, you'll, you'll run away. Trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen people who. How you doing? They really don't want to know. Yeah. They really All don't want to know. All they want is a nod of the head, uh, a fine, um, how are you, and that's the end of it, yeah. <laughs> but I will never stop trying. Uh, the pills are working that I switched to. I got off of 14 or so. I'm down to five or so. And they're working. They lifted me out of that. I want to die. 
thing. I want to end my life thing. I want to just be erased thing. I just want to be invisible thing. Uh, these last two pills we're experimenting with brought me above and beyond that point where at least I'm seeing the light now and I'm seeing, um, you know, I'm able to see, I'm able to laugh a little bit, I'm able to socialize a little bit, I'm able to think beyond death and destruction. Be more human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's been very, very difficult to do. I'm glad that I'm back to some semblance of normal. I don't want to knock on wood yet, but I'm glad I'm back to some semblance of normal, whatever normal may be, and whoever's mind it may be in. I wanted to mention this Dr. Dietrich Kling, Klinghart, K-L-I-N-G-H-A-R-D-T. I would have never got that. Uh, Webster must have been really smoking some good pot when he was doing all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. But um, I've been looking for this for a while. I've been thinking about it, and I've had it in the back of my mind. Parasite patients often express the psyche of the parasites themselves. Now, I want you all to listen to this, because this is something that I know some of you are going to want to go and research for yourself, because it it it, it really sounds a little sci-fi. It really sounds a little wacky, a little weird, a little got a little conspiracy in there. But it's all real. I'm telling you from what I've read, it's all real. Patients, parasite patients often express the psyche of their parasites. Sticky, clingy, impossible to tolerate. But there is a human being in there somewhere, at least a part of one. We are all a composite of many personalities. Our consciousness is a composite of 90% microbes and 10% us. Our thinking, feeling, creativity, and expression are 90% from the microbes within us. Now, I'm going to read that one more time to you, because I know some of you are going, what the fuck? Our thinking, feeling, creativity, and expression are 90% from the microbes within us. Patients often think crave and behave as if they are the parasite. Our thinking is shaded by the microbes thinking through us, through the human brain, the human consciousness, the being. These microbes are thinking through us. They become, we become the manifestation of their consciousness. The food choices, behavioral choices, and who we like is the thinking of the microbes within us expressing themselves and not the 10% that is us. Patients will reject all treatments that affect the issue that requires treating because the microbes do not want to be treated. The parasites do not want to be treated. Patients will not guide themselves to health when the microbes have taken over the brain. Parasites induce changes in our system to make us the perfect, comfortable host. Yep. Now, I know that some of you are in the floor already. I mean, this, my friends, is breaking news. Most parasites are outside the intestinal tract. 
they are deceptive, adaptive, and very, very difficult to eradicate. Parasites bring bacteria, viruses, and fungi with them to the host. Parasites do control your mind. They do control your mind. Now, if what I have said is true tonight, we have to completely rethink everything that Glenn and I talk about on air about the New World Order. We have to completely rethink everything that we think about the elite, the cabal, the statists, no, the really. nationalists. Not, not. We have to really we have to really reorganize our thinking if if this doctor is correct and so many papers have been written about this, they're just hidden like so many other things are hidden out there that we don't see, that we don't read, we don't have time to research. It just actually it just fits in more with David Icke's theory that they're aliens and then they're parasites. So yes, they are alien to your body and Aliens do control you now. Are they lizards? Well, we can discuss that. But now he's talking about micro microbes here inside the I body. I understand. I understand that, but it, except it, under a microscope. I understand that, but you got okay. So they're undetectable except for under a microscope, and there's hundreds and billions and hundreds and billions of them in your body. Yes, yes I can see them controlling you because of the hive mind think and. This the same way that the cabal controls us. We're, it's a bunch of parasites, and that's why they want to put nanobots in everybody. My point is they're also controlling the ones who we think are controlling us. Yes, I understand that. Which does change the dialogue somewhat, which is interesting to debate and interesting to think about and to analyze. We're all capitals, all being controlled by these parasites, these fungi, these microbes, to the point where some of us are more aware of it, and some of us are not so aware of it, and some of us are not aware of it at all. So we just go with the flow and continue to be controlled and not do anything to detoxify our body to get back to some semblance of whatever normal may look like in whatever universe that may be. It's and that very, could, uh, go ahead. That could explain also why they have the 5G now, because the parasites are, you know, they can the control more of the parasites. Parasites so. grow 600 times faster under electromagnetic pulses like yeah. g5 yeah they grow 600 times faster under times ELM. a billion times a billion yeah yes. so you can imagine and then and then it comes out in your breath and go, and the chemtrails and yeah so i can see i've said we're living in a petri dish and then you know we're just parasites too and then they zap us and do all these things and it could be that's the way of the parasites and you know but then you have different factions of the parasites too then because there are other people there are people that are fighting against it and people fighting for it so now remember now remember the parasites do not actually have human consciousness but whatever 
it is that they're doing are making the host more comfortable for them to have a place to live and a place to thrive and a place to multiply. And so it may have something to do, and I'm talking out of my ass here, it may have something to do with frequency there again. It may have something to do with harmonics. It may have something to do with hertz. They're they're, uh, putting all this electronic atmosphere up because they're changing the atmosphere of our planet, geoengineering it, and then electromagnetically engineering it, and totally just making it, what, the parasites, because, you know, it's the rise in all the uh, mold and stuff like that. There again, the globalists may not have a clue, and I'm sure they have people working in these fields, but they may not have a direct clue that this is actually increasing the biofilms and the parasites and the mold through the electromagnetic frequencies. They might no, they not know a, it. They might not have a clue on the they whole. Know you know, and as I said, I'm sure they have many people working uh, on the immune systems and Lyme disease and microorganisms and mold yeah. and mucus and nasal I mean, and parasites you know, and protozoa and staph and virus. You know, Plum Island is a good example of that, that they've been doing that. The, the Nazis did that. So, yeah, that, no doubt, yes. And they know all about that. That's one of the one of the theories is that's why they're doing it, because they know that it'll spread. And you and, know, and they uh, don't have to work. They don't have to do a yeah, whole lot. They don't it's, have to the do a whole lot. Parasites are already there. The nasal parasites yeah. are already there. The protozoa is already there. The staph's already there. The virus is already there. The fungi's already there. The heavy metals are already there. The immune system is already there. They don't have to do a whole lot. Give it the right conditions to thrive, and you can control the planet. Yeah. And there's also the uh, gray ooze theory, you know, where all the stuff becomes sentient and starts eating the whole planet, and uh, bioelectric film covers the planet with, like, all the smart dust and crap that they've been putting out there. Who knows, man? I mean, it's all possible, and there's a possibility that it can exist, though it it must exist. So, you know, that's why I say you can't have, we can't know what the truth is, because the truth could be all of it. The truth could be none of it, you know? You all. Because we're fucking with it. And there it is, and they don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And then again, it could be all staged and planned out, and they're already a century ahead of of us. So, you know, and we're just discovering what they knew a century ago, Uh you know, Uh Uh because we don't really know because we get all this uh, disinformation, we get fed basically worse than animals on the planet. And, well, you know, the, 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 like the piece I'm reading, for instance, is I know it's not disinformation. And the whole thing is, uh, I see your point that there's a lot of disinformation out there, but there's also a lot of really, really, right. really powerful information out there that's real, the real deal in real time and space. And but you just all... have to go and look for it. You have to do the research, and you have to make up your own mind through your own filters and okay. your own brain 
whether it's maybe real I'm, or not. I'm different because I, of what I do. So I'm, I'm not speaking for the whole humanity here. I'm talking for myself. I knew about, you know, the gut biome and all the bio, the, the second brain of your body is your gut and all the bacteria and the, uh, flaunt that are in there. There's actual living cultures in there. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, that's known. And if, you know, what I'm saying is you're a very unique individual and I was going to bring that up tonight also, and I will in a moment, but I wanted to say again, that there is good and information. There is good information out there and there's bad information out there. And the secret or the, the fun the excitement for people like you and I is to go out there and ferret through all of this and analyze all and of this. Find and, that little nugget of yeah, gold. That find did. that nugget of yeah. gold where it feels good to you in your gut. It feels intuitive. It feels like you yeah. found something good, and then you can go out and spread that around and teach other people about it. They haven't censored us to the point yet where we can't do that, and and they're not going to censor us to that point. At least in my uh, opinion in the next five years, I think we've got five years uh, before they start putting any major, major censorship that would raise the eyebrows of the deer in the field uh, on us, uh, because that would definitely bring a revolution of some sort. It would bring a revolution, and they know that. Now, here's the other thing. They know that no matter how much good information is out there, this is the reason they haven't attacked yet. This is the reason they haven't shut the system down yet, because they know people are so goddamn stupid and yeah. so goddamn ignorant and so goddamn clueless and so goddamn lazy. They know that they don't need to shut the system down. They know that there's enough, not enough people out here that are going to stand up and stand out like we do and go on air and teach and preach this stuff. So they're not worried about it. They're sitting back laughing, going, look at these lazy, fucking, no good for nothing sheep. They're censoring us now. I can hear them. Those stupid, no good for nothing sheep are not going to do a damn thing about anything that we are doing. (laughs) Yeah. And, And they also have so many different information outlets to put shit out there. That for every nugget of gold, there's 10 billion disinformation. And and the sheep will go for the disinformation every single time. Yeah. Every single time. You sugarcoat the shit and they eat it right up. Yeah. I don't give it to them sugarcoated. And they don't like it. So, you know, I'm, I'm a unique person. Well, I was going to say that people like you and I tend to run people away to people like you and I, and the government knows this very well. Our profilers know this, our handlers know this very well Oh yeah. that people like you and I repel people. We repel the average person who doesn't want to come back to our house anymore. They don't want to come see us anymore because <laughs> we're, too de- we're too depressing. We're too way out there in left field. We don't make any sense at all. And uh, even if we do, they're very afraid of what we have to say over and over and over and over again because it seems like we can't talk about anything else. And so people tend not to like that when they're in the sheep field. So they know that you and I aren't going to make a lot of friends. They know that you and I aren't going to have a lot of acquaintances. 
We're most known as sheepdogs, yes. Yeah. yeah. We're sheepdogs, and of course the sheep don't like it, and they run away from the sheepdog. So, yeah, we're, you know, I know more of my place has been. (laughs) And that's why I say we don't have enough, we don't have enough sheepdogs to herd the sheep yet. So, I don't even have the money to print what I want to print to pass out. I don't even have the money and they know that I don't have the money and they know I have a printer that's plugged into um, whoever we're plugged into Microsoft or whatever that digitizes everything. And they know my business. They know every time I print. So yeah, every day, every, everything they send me my ink. Even when I'm finished with my 50 pages, my inks in the mail. Okay. So that's how much they know about me. Okay. This new printer we've got. They, they they have my ink in the mail, and it's in my hand before the 48th piece is printed, okay? So they know that I don't have the money to be able to afford to print yeah. all that I need to print to take to the boards that I'm on to pass all of this information out that I would like to sit down with you with and make out what do we need to give the people, Glenn, what specific things do we need to choose for me to hand out to the people. We could do that part of it on Skype or whatever. We could figure out, okay, well, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a good article. Here's a good article. Here's a good article. I think this would work. I think that would work to turn some of these politically correct people around that are uneducated and who don't understand the new world order. They don't A lot understand. of them you're never going to reach. Right. As I'm, saying, the- I'm saying I don't have the money yeah, we don't have the money. I'm, yeah, uh, that's the reason. It's like this. I want to be Alex Jones. I want to be up there in that stratosphere. But right now, I'm down here going. I've got no money. How do I get up there? Well, for one one way that I've gone up up into that stratosphere is the amount of truth I put out and the amount of. You know, people can look at what I put out there, and there's all my research. There's everything. It's documented. Here you go. Yeah. And you can go look it up, and there it is. And I I pride myself in being the best that I can be at that, you know. And I don't have millions of dollars. If people give me millions of dollars... I will start to rival Alex Jones, but I will also have 70 people like Alex Jones does. Um, if you all want to look at um, the doctor's uh, website, it's on my page and Glenn's page. And you can go in and do the research for yourself. There's so many other side articles that are just unfrickin' believable. Uh, I mean, they even go into coffee enemas for detoxification on GAPS diet, and that's really deep stuff. Medicinal uses yeah. for baking soda, create your own custom probiotics with homemade uh, kelfer, immunology in the gut, mucosa, American uh, American gut, learn about your microbiome, um, the brain gut, my microbe axis, very interesting article, the one I'm on now, the dangers of modern electromagnetic fields, 
Uh, just unbelievable information that they put out for free, which is really something that I'm proud to see anyone do, even though I know that as Glenn and I have said, everyone needs to make a living doing this. Everyone needs to be paid for doing this. You cannot just keep on and on and on yeah. living on a fixed income like I am doing this shit exactly. for free. Uh, you know, eventually, my God, you beg for money. You beg for and money. I, I, and yeah. you still, but we still do what we do. <laughs> so I, well, on what I, I'm doing, what I can do on what I have right now and we're doing it and you know, okay. I, uh, if I had $200 today, I would have had a la- a desktop that I could start doing broadcasting with. It's like, I need 200 bucks. Um, okay. I'll save up and get 200 bucks, but it's going to take me time. If people want to donate, and there's more stuff I've got on the back burner that I have I'm not telling anybody about yet. So I have some things on the back burner. Um you know that should should uh manifest here in the next yeah. 30 30 days we're waiting for, you know what I'm talking about, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know. I'm I can't make time go any faster or any slower. But in the meantime, I'm doing other stuff that when I get what I need, it's going to look pretty fucking good. And you and I both are socially handicapped, so it's that's not a good thing to be socially handicapped. I've been I've been thinking about that, you know, and wondering about that. I really don't like it out there. I really don't like it out there, even though I do fit in. You know, I was going to tell everybody, you know, to be out there, you've got to have the right personality to get what you want. Um, it's too you, deeply out there for me. You can't be like <laughs> I used to be, and you can't be like Glenn is now. Um, yeah, and, and, and expect to infiltrate the mainstream. If you're going to infiltrate the mainstream, you're going to have to be very, very smart, but not go in as the smartest guy or girl in the world. Ease your way in, find your place, ease your way up, ease your way out into the system, and then do your thing, and you're going to have to have the best personality. You're going to have to dress well, even if it's casual. You're going to have to look the part, smell the part, act the part, think the part, be the part. And that in itself, my friends, is a difficult talent, a difficult science in itself uh to be and, able to pull and, all of that off and not be a cunt <laughs> well that's a part of the personality no you cannot be a cunt and you cannot be i mean like i everybody, used to be i mean there were there were a couple people i was starting to push that i thought yeah you know maybe you know i, I can't do it but i can push somebody else into that position and that has what i'm lacking and then it just wound up being, well, you people get me raw. There you go. Well, so. you've you've really got to have the personality plus, and you you can't have too much personality. If you shine too much and outshine somebody, you're in trouble. 
Yeah, you, don't be a you, flamer with if it. You, you know. <laughs> if, if you if you undershine, you're going to fade away, and they're going to throw you out. They're going to kick you out. If you fade kind of under the radar too much, you're going to just get kind of swept under the rug. You've got to be right there in the middle and be able to get along with the pros and the cons. You've got to be able to work both sides of the aisle like some of our congressmen do and some of our House members do. You've got to be able to work both sides of the aisle to be good at this game. And um, you can tell I've been there before, any of you that are listening that have a brain. You can tell I've been there before, and I know what I'm doing, and I know what I'm talking about, and I have the yeah, experience the to do this. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I keep telling them to fuck off too much. <laughs> well, you can't. You just can't do that. You know, you just can't do that. You end up with no radio show. You end up with no yeah. book. You end up with no friends. You end up with no followers. You end up with I no know. fans. You end up with no supporters. And you end up alone by yourself in the house eating macaroni and cheese and and that's no fun that's no fun that's no fun at all and i am not saying have you have to be an ass kisser either because but i push the line wherever i go i push the line just to the point of 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 getting in trouble just just to the point i i have that art there's just some times where I step over the line and say, fuck it. And, you know, you tell the CPS, the second command of the CPS to kiss the fattest part of your ass and hang up on them. I mean, it, it's, there's well, just something. That's that, you different know, if you're in trouble or if you're facing a court battle or law enforcement, that's totally different. Or they're not doing their damn about. job. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, that's and, different. That's different. That's different. You know, and I, and uh, I, I tell them to their face, too. That way I go, that you heard it straight me. You know? I'm just talking about becoming a general part of the political community. You have to do all of the things that I just said a while ago. Yeah. I mean, I, if you want to push, get out there and push buttons and change, you know, take names and places and numbers and kick some ass, you've got to be well prepared to do that. And you've got to have the time to invest. It takes time. You can't sit on your ass at home all day and do this. You have to actually get out there in the car, oh my God, and drive to a specific location and go in and play the game. And that's the hardest part for a lot of people to do that are in a very comfort comfortable position oh, yeah. at home when they don't want to get off their ass. And, they and don't want to leave their you know. They, they, they want leave. change, but they don't want to go out of their comfort zone for that change. Right, 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 yeah. right. As long as it doesn't affect their personal space, they're all right with it. But when it starts coming into the personal space, eh, let's not go there. You know, it's, I mean, there are so many diverse opinions on our boards. Um, it just pisses me off. I have to hold my tongue so much. I have to restrain myself so much to sit there and listen to some no. of the bullshit that <laughs> yeah. comes out of these people's mouths. I have to restrain myself. I have to just literally bite my tongue to listen to some of this shit that goes over so big at the board. And I have to just literally bite my tongue 
to keep mm-hmm. from just letting it all hang out and having security and there's, you know, some, and, there's uh, some times where you just got to let it out, mate, and let them. Well, I've, I've, I've done, I've done that at these boards and I've been called down and I've, I've, I've learned, you know, when not to shut every up. every time and like little fart needs to learn, not every fucking time. It does every, every instant does not need. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. You, know, you don't, there's a time and a place. You don't it. win. You don't win your constituency like that. Little fart may yeah. not realize you have to build. You have to build a constituency on he your does. side. And, and then he throws them under the bus the minute anything happens, and it's all their fault. But the minute, but when the group does good, you know now now he's in charge of the Maryland uh, militia as well. I learned he's well, now commander of the Maryland militia and the Virginia oh, yeah. militia. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, so you know well, it's, it, it's just so, the four guys with BB guns and badges, <laughs> fake, fake badges from <laughs> five and dime. If from from states outside of here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not all in one area. They're online and communicating through video. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to be on the FBI's most wanted list. I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be on law enforcement's felony list. That's really no way to build a constituency. I've learned over the last 1,500 shows plus. I don't that, even want to be on their blacklist, but I am. No way to build a constituency is to be against law enforcement or to be in, you know, against the state in a violent, uh, radical kind of way. I mean, there's ways to do things, and I've talked to these people oh, yeah. like you know, about this before. There's ways to handle. There's ways to handle things, and things are being handled. Things are being handled, or we would have already lost the game completely. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we are making a difference and holding it back, and. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're they're about they're about twenty years off schedule. So yeah, they're pissed. You yeah. know? There is and we are doing something. There is a lot of good work out there being done in the communities of the United States. There are a lot of wonderfully smart people in the United States doing a lot of powerful, powerful, powerful work to hold back the floodgate of the New World Order. And they know this and I know this. And so that's something that we need to stress to those who are just so completely freaked out that they think the world's going to end tomorrow. It's apocalyptic. No, it's not. There's a lot of wonderful, wonderfully powerful people holding those floodgates back. We're just here to support them, and we're just here on air to do what we can to support all of the people that are trying their best to hold this new world order, this so-called new world order back in all of their different factions and organizations and agencies. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, we're preaching to the choir and the choir. There's a lot of people in that choir and a lot of people in the ditches. You know, there's a lot of people in the trenches doing stuff. So bravo, everybody. But, you know, it's the majority of the people that aren't doing anything that are listening to this that need to get off their fucking ass. And a lot of them listen and a lot of them do. I've had some PMs this week, uh, folks yeah. that you know heard me ranting and ranting over and over and over again about um, about the boards sitting on the consumer boards, 
And I've had some folks actually ask me to help them do that. So it is making a difference. We are making a difference. And so, you know, that's one, that's there are two, that's listening. three. Yeah, there are people listening, and some of it's getting through the cracks and hitting people and going, what's he bitching about now? Let's let, Oh, that makes sense now. Oh, I get it now. You know? Yeah. They, yeah. Might not, they might not have got it a week ago. They might not have got it three years ago. But all of a sudden, you know, oh, I'm getting tired of hearing Kyler bitch again. What's he bitching about? Well, well wait a minute. That does make sense. Let me listen. Um, hey. So, yeah, it, you know, I'm not against all of it. It's just sometimes we wish it to go like lightning and it doesn't do shit. And other times it comes in like lightning and we go, wow, fuck, we're overwhelmed. Well, you, we do not have any idea who's looking at what we look at and thinking about what we think about on the Internet. We have no idea whatsoever, none, zero. And yep. it, would be, it would be wonderful if we did have some sense of understanding of who was like us. Well, you know, <coughs> kind, of, kind of like us. It would be wonderful to have those statistics, and we may one day soon. We may one day soon be so smart to be able to pull those statistics out. Um, so far, we haven't been able to do that, Nielsen or not. Nielsen or not, we haven't been able to do that because Nielsen hasn't gone for those figures yet. Now, one day, Nielsen may decide to do that as alternative media becomes more popular. They may decide Google's to actually do that. It. Google well, has already been doing it. Maybe to some maybe to some degree. Go- well, of course Google's doing it. Of course Google has all of that. But yeah. we we can't get those exact stats because that's one stat they would not want us to get a hold of. That is we can one get stat part of it through analytics. But you, there again. There again. You got money? No. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, right. everything is like do you you know, okay, you want you want this production thing done. Yeah, okay. You go to the free site. Okay, all right, it's going to cost you money. It's like, oh, actually, man. Actually, the Boost Your Post program isn't really a bad program at all when you stop and think about $3 to reach 1,800 extra people. Uh, now, you know, you have the question of, oh, well, some of those people have their wall closed. Some of those people, blah, 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 friends only, da, 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 dee, dee, dee. But still, $3, eh, it's not bad, you know, for, for, for uh, you know, $10, $15 a week to boost your posts. It's not bad at all. People have had good luck spending, you know, $55, $60 a week. On boosting their posts, uh, yeah, I, I'm, super, I'm glad super. for him. Uh, I, uh, there again, I ain't got fifty-five dollars. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, it does. It does. It does. It yeah, does. I help. mean, if I had people go, why haven't you gotten bigger? If I had the money, I'd be bigger. If I had income coming in, and maybe this was my living, which it is. Well, but you know, they, you know, we're getting into the uh, thing again, where it's like, if I had money, yes, it would be bigger. Um, Right now, I'm doing it on Velcro, and the Velcro's wearing out. And you know, this is what I'm doing. And how you know how many people are we reaching? Obviously, we're reaching people because they're listening, they're tuning in, they're getting the word, they're you know coming in. So, well, uh, the critics, the critics would say, 
you guys have been doing this for so long. Why don't you have people throwing money at you? That's the big conundrum. That's the big conundrum because that nobody can if, answer. If I started doing stuff that brought in money, I would be accused of being a fed and a shill, and then I would lose followers because of me getting money and and well, I don't have some, people giving me money to pay my electric bill like some others. Some would say, some would say that that's your choice. You know, that's your choice. You could be more mainstream. You could change your format on the radio. You could change your style a little bit. Uh, we could stop cursing. We could start doing this, doing that, and doing the other, whatever. Conform or be would, cast out. We would. Yeah. We could conform a little bit, and we could maybe draw in a little money or some sponsors or whatever. But I don't. I don't listen to any of that. I, I, I mean, some of it, some of it makes sense. Some of it makes sense, but the, the all in all, I'm, I've got to be me. Hey, it, it, yeah, I got to be me. me. And, and you know um, what? If I start getting in sponsors and stuff, and people's, uh, I'm still going to be the way I am. I'm not going to, you know, change the format if people like it. If people like it, why do I need to change it? Now, if we started, if we started here, you know, if we started drawing in a multitude of senior citizens from AARP or something, I would stop cursing. If we, for some reason, came out with a video and it went viral and AARP picked up on it and we wrote an article and it went, by the way, I'm speaking from experience, by the way, and it went viral through AARP, um, I would, I, I could stop the cursing. If the if the analytics proved to me that we had sixty five thousand listeners, I could stop the cursing. Um, Maybe it's the cursing they tune in for because it's so. Well, there are some. See, there are a segment of the population that does tune in because of the cursing and and all because the other. Because it's not yeah. allowed in on a, even alternative. You can't. You got to be PG and. Or I might like, start. I might yeah. start an alternate show or channel. Yeah, I would. I would do for, another show for them. For them, but to that, but it's like I would have. I would also start having money coming in at that point, and you know, you yeah, could bring I would, another host to handle that audience. Right. Yes, exactly. And like I said, I start getting money in. I get equipment. It starts getting bigger. I start. Hire, we start having people come in that right. we can pay that will do that and we get bigger it's so right. that's how you get bigger start sending us some donations right and right. sponsors and on the internet we could separate ourselves so much with such a thick wall that nobody would ever even know you and i existed over here and we'd still be drawing the same kind of money in yeah i mean that's what i'm looking forward to it's you know i'm not wasting my money uh, all the money i've been putting in and doing on the side and what i donated uh you know it's not a waste to me because I'm on air. I'm getting bigger. I'm getting more of an audience. My blog is blowing up. Um, and we are getting Sam. Just give us time. Yeah. I mean, as, as time progresses, I will have 200 bucks. I will have the desktop. And then, holy shit, I'll be able to broadcast. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. And then I'll yeah. need, I, uh, today, uh, the one purchase I purchased, a uh, $70 camera for 10 bucks. Yeah. A high def camera, another one. So I've got two now and you know, Hey, 
little pieces at a time that, okay, I don't have the computer yet, but I have the camera for it. I have this for it. I have that for it. When it comes in and I got it in place, boom, I put all the stuff on it. A, a month later, I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not wasting yeah. that money on strippers and blow and smack and everything else. No, and no, no. You have, I have to feed myself, so I use that money that comes in. All the money anybody donates to me goes straight to the company and goes right back into the production. Well, that's all that I have to do now is um, this. I mean, yeah. besides my boards that I'm on. So, yeah, all the money with me goes right back into the station. And believe me, there's plenty of places to put it. Yeah, here at the I mean, station. every every dime that it has come in that people have donated has gone to equipment, you know, maintenance of the equipment to keep this up and running. So, yeah. 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 I'm doing what I'm doing on hardly anything. If I have the proper equipment, imagine what I can do. Oh, well, yeah. we have already, we've already seen what you can do with just basic equipment. Uh, some of those things that you've done. Um, somebody wanted me to pull up my notes on the downstream collection programs and, I found my yellow notebook here that's got all of those in it, and I wanted to mention them while we're on air. Uh, somebody was asking me about warrantless wiretapping, and, um, you know, it's just totally so black and white what the NSA and the FBI has been doing since the early okay. 40s. And, um, so they wanted me to mention some of these so they could write them down and re-listen to the show, so I will. Um, they're called the Upstream Collections Programs, and I'll just list a few here in my notes that I pulled off of the Internet. Uh, Blarney, B-L-A-R-N-E-Y, Fairview, F-A-I-R-V-I-E-W, that's Fairview, Oak Star and Storm Brew, you can spell those yourself, Oak Star and Storm Brew, downstream downstream collection programs such as PRISM and other mm -hmm. projects or programs such as X Keyscore, Echelon, Cornivore, Dishfire, Stronghost, Tempora, Frenchelon, Fairview, Mystic, DCSN, Boundless, Downless, Boundless Informant, Project Bull Run, Project Pinwell, Project Steamray, and Project SORM, S-O-R-M. And if you want to look, you can do some research in The Guardian. And you can look at the secret court, FISA court, and you can uh, look at all about them authorizing the NSA to collect billions of phone records from Americans, millions of phone records from American citizens and how that all came about. And they went in, the NSA and the FBI and MIC went in and forced these big companies to roll over and forbade all of their rules on secrecy, and just they rolled over, literally rolled over for the NSA when they walked oh, in yeah. the door and gave them access 
to analyze an obscene, and we're talking an obscene amount of data. Now, the problem with that, from all of my experience in working undercover, is that you just because you have a lot of data doesn't mean you have anything. Have anything. Because you've, yeah. you've got to be able to sort through that data and figure out what it is you're looking for within that raw uh, data on those uh, downstream collection points. And that takes a hell of a lot of smart people to be able to do that. And you can do it with computer technology, but it also takes manpower and woman power to be able to turn those uh, hamster wheels and be able to be able to get out the information one might want in gathering all of that data in this mass surveillance uh, net that they're dragging out there. So. Um, yeah. You all need to understand that most of you are not on that list at all because they're looking for high-profile people like William Benny and Thomas Alex Drake, Jones. and uh, they're looking for people like Russell Tice, and I could go on and on, Ted Gunderson and uh, Seibel Ed Edmonds. I'm looking at my notes here on the people that they've they've really looked at hard, and these are former Roger FBI members. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Lang, Patrick Lang, uh, Annie McCowan. Um, you know, here we are. This is APRI, baby. We've got it right here. You want it? We got the sources. And I mean, we have got the sources. If you all need the sources, we have got the sources. We've got the names and we've got the numbers and we've done the research. Um, and also, we're talking about the NSA has amassed over 20 trillion transactions. I was looking at my notes here, my footnotes. The NSA has uh, collected over 20 trillion transactions from Americans in gross violation of the Constitution. Oh, yeah. Where a transaction means a piece of information or communication such as email, text messages, and scripts of phone calls. This would include every email sent and received by U.S. residents since 9-11 conspiracy. So... You know, and that's just what they got caught with. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you've got to okay, have a lot yeah. of people and a lot of computing power to be able to pull out any significance. Well, yeah. Yoda that. bit. Uh, they they got those big Colorado and Utah centers, but also getting back to the projects and stuff. Yeah, I did two articles. Uh, Project Dragnet and uh, Info Dump on um, part one and part two, and it has like a wiretap. Project Wiretap and other things, along with Echelon and all, all the ones that you mentioned. So, well, you know, it like I said, it takes a hell of a lot of people to run these kinds of organizations, and it takes a hell of a lot of computing power to be able to go in and well, pull out words like cocaine, bomb, terrorism, um, sneak around head. the corner and hide, <laughs> raghead. You know, to, to whatever degree they're looking for. You know, whatever algorithm they're trying to create um, is is very very difficult to do. And I know that with the new quantum computers that they have, probably old quantum computers they have, are able to do this much faster than any human is able to do it. So oh, they've got yeah. they've got a lot of computer help going on with this, and they've got a oh, lot yeah. of new computing power coming on the board. AI. As we the speak. AI that they got that is monitoring everything and in real time from yeah. everybody on the planet. Yeah. Words like bomb. Now that just went into a central 
position, space and time position, uh, firebomb, uh, blow up building, uh, whatever. You you can just name them. This proves I'm not a terrorist because I can't think of anything right now. But (laughs) if you can think of some uh, words that... Israeli secret. Cocaine cave. Cocaine, uh, methamphetamine, um, meth lab, meth lab, secret, meet me, at. You know, all those words are going into a specific algorithm and they're coming to my straight to my computer. And they're going to jump on me like stink on shit if I kept talking like that by this evening. They would be on me like stink on shit all over shit. They'd be inside my computer tearing it apart. Um, and, you know, this is why people that go on air and are so belligerent and so violent, like many of the people that I know, and Glenn has heard me mention their name, I won't tonight, uh, so violent, so violent, uh, so anti-government, uh, to the point of talking about killing cops. Glenn and I, I remember, had somebody on that was talking mm-hmm. about killing cops. We don't allow that kind of talk on this network. I mean, I'm as wild as it gets, baby, and I don't allow that kind of talk anywhere near this fucking network. Um, I couldn't in my wildest imagination imagine killing a cop. Uh, You know, I would have to be on the front line, and it would have to be war of the fucking worlds, you know, for me to even think about killing a cop and I and then I would have to think it wasn't a cop that it was somebody impersonating a cop or a United Nations cop or somebody was trying to take my family and lock us all up in some camp and gas us to death it would have to be that ultimate for me to even consider exactly killing somebody in uniform so otherwise we don't we don't advocate going out and killing cops on the street you know just because we have a lot of videos showing cop violence and you know cop mob violence i'm all for reforming them and holding them accountable for their deeds yeah and then if they need to be executed you know by law then okay right right Right. not not let's go out and just shoot the nearest cop because something the the, the problem that makes people want to kill cops is the fact that so many cops, 98.9.9.9.9.9% of cops, get off with a couple of days off work and a and a and a yeah, and a mocha, vacation for and a, killing and a somebody. mocha from Starbucks or something, and and they don't get any time, they don't get any punishment. So people are fed up with that. People are literally fed up with that immunity that the police have. They're fed up with it that police aren't held to the same standard as everyone else that they're there to serve and protect. And that's what's, that's what's bringing out the violence in these already violent right. groups that are the around the nation. State, uh, you're now describing the police state, and yes, I'm totally against that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The police should be held accountable for, you know, if a police, if you hit a fucking police dog, it's a million-dollar fine. But they can come into your yard and kill your dog, come in your house and kill your dog, and they're well, the dog barked. Right, I know. It's like there's that standard that, yeah, it pisses people off, but that's what it's designed to do by the, you know, uh, that's the police state. We, We remove the police state, put the police back to where they were as public servants, 
you know, they're great for directing traffic. They're great for, they don't need to pass out tickets everywhere, you know, revenue generate, let them direct traffic, let them, let them investigate the homicides, which they're supposed to do, you know, get them back to what they're supposed to do, not being in our houses and against the third and well, look, they, they should be a friend to the people, okay, and they're not. And I I, mean, I know a lot of cops up here, okay, mm-hmm. and they're not a friend to the people. You know, if, if you meet them at a board meeting, it's all huggy, duggy, wuggy, yeah. mushy, Yeah, and then you meet them, out on, you meet them in your front yard. And well, no, no, no. If you, if you meet them and know them, you know, at the board meeting and you know them, it's all mushy, gushy, hushy, cushy. But the average cop out there is not there to be your friend or your buddy. And that's the, that's the kind of the problem we run into here is cops used to be friendly. Now, I can see how things have gotten more violent over the last 30 years. I can see how things have gotten way, 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 way out of hand uh, as far as the public being dangerous, you know, dangerous, mm-hmm. militants, uh, and police do have to be very, very careful in their job. It's a very, very dangerous job that they do. But I still say that cops could be more friendly with the average neighborhoods. Yeah. They could be more they're, friendly. Most Hi, of the time, they're there just, most of the time they're there to just make it go away. Yeah. And that that's their attitude and you know, if we have to come back again, and then they come now you back hear of you hear of again. them getting out of their car every once in a while and mowing the lawn for a vet with no legs that was trying to push his lawnmower in his electric wheelchair, and you hear about yeah. them doing stuff like that every once in a while, and that's a good thing, and that's a great thing, and I don't know if that's just for a photo op for the for the station or for the department. No, or, you, I don't, I don't you actually have, you actually have humans on the police force. I'm not against the police. I'm against the police state. There's a big difference. I'm not against the individual, you know, most individuals because of some of the cops I've met, you know, you pass them in the street, you talk to them. Hi, how you doing? They're friendly. You're friendly. It's all about the attitude, how you treat them. And, you know, but that same cop, put in a different situation could be a total steroid freak and you know bust the woman's head open and hide the video camera so that there's no evidence of it and then claim she fell down you know so it's there is that dynamic there and a large group of idiots together will form a government you know what i've said before that you know even if a, a good cop in amongst a bunch of bad ones will turn to be with the group. He will not stand up against it. So, you know, the thin blue line becomes the thick blue lie and they all stand up. And if you break that code of silence, you know, it, it, so there's a lot of dynamics there, but I'm against the, you know, I'm against them staging, setting up DUI checkpoints where they stop, you know, a thousand people an hour and get no arrest for DWI, but it hand out all these tickets and infractions and all this other shit and detaining people for no reason other than, well, we were curbing the DUIs 
No, you weren't. You were, you know, you were detaining people. That's they all you were just, doing. They should just be called after somebody runs over somebody or whatever. They shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't. They Go shouldn't back to, I, I saw him swerving in traffic, driving yeah. erratic, and I pulled him over, you know. If he was and, really swerving bad, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he was swerving in and out of the lanes into the oncoming traffic. Yeah, I yeah, pulled yeah. Him over. Stop that I pulled him over, and then he was drunk. Yeah, okay, great. Not, well, he blinked his lights one time, and I didn't like it, so I pulled him over and then found out that he did, He wasn't drunk, but he had marijuana, he had cocaine, he had all this stuff. He, he, he couldn't pass us, you know, the, 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 the test I administered, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't drunk, but... Uh, probable cause was I didn't like the color of his car, <laughs> you know, it, or we had a DUI checkpoint and, you know, we, we have 13 felony arrests for people that didn't stop and people wanted on their parole violation. Yeah. Under parole violations that we wouldn't have called if we hadn't had the DWI, you know, DUI checkpoint. How many DUIs did you stop? Oh, none. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, what, well, what was it for? To fish for revenue, you know, and you become a road pirate. And, yeah, I'm totally against that. And, they, and the one cop asked me, he goes, well, would you rather us let the drunk driver go home? Yeah. Let him get home if he can get home. If he has an accident, you know, that's what your job is supposed to fucking be for, not to stop a thousand people. And, and write 500 tickets. No, that's it's, just extortion. Extortion. Yeah, it's extortion at its finest. And then, they, well, we'll do it every night during the summer when it's hot because people are out drinking. And you drink, and then they go, okay, it doesn't just affect the traffic that comes through there. They stop people that are walking down the street. They stop the whole populace mm-hmm. and keep a whole populace. It's called casting... It's called casting your wide net. Yeah, a net, and there's nothing you can do. And they had the tow trucks lined up, waiting for people. It's and just, it's just like if, if there's rules for that that they're supposed to follow that they do not. And uh, you know, you and it's like, oh my God, you people! There, you know, where's the sign that says that it was happening? Oh, well, we don't do that. Yes, you're supposed to. I was at a house uh, a couple of years ago that I lived at, and there was a lot of people living there, and we were all on the porch one day, and the cops were coming to help someone who had been bitten by a dog and try to talk to the guys, the dog's owner, about the dog uh, being, you know, biting this girl. And the incident happened out on the sidewalk in front of the house on the corner. And everybody's sitting on the porch. And the cop looks, uh, somebody looked at the cop and goes, oh, how's it going? And he he goes, uh, let me see some ID. And he goes, while you're at it, let me see all of your IDs. Mm-hmm. And I stepped out on the porch and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. What what are you what are you doing? He said, uh, "Who are you?" I said, "Don't worry about who I am." I said, "What are you doing? You just can't walk up here off the sidewalk and see some people sitting on their front porch and ask them for their ID. What the fuck's going on with that? You can't do it. It's strictly against the law." 
for you to do that. Strictly against your code to do that. Mm -hmm. I said, you can't. I said, nobody. I said, put your IDs back in your wallet, folks. This is ridiculous. I said, yeah, officer, you can, just move, you can just move on your way. I said, there's nobody up here that wants any of that. And we faced each other off, and he left. But they want to have the power now to just walk up to you anywhere you are, even on your front fucking porch, and ask you to see some ID. And you could be sitting on your porch minding yeah. your own business, and a cop could be walking down the street looking for another suspect and see you sitting in your front yard and ask you for ID. Yeah. We're looking for a black man in a white T-shirt, and you're look, a white guy. But, but while we're here, we're going to check you out. Yeah. You look suspicious. But since you're here, you look you fit the description because you're male. So let's see some ID, and if you don't have ID... You're you're resisting arrest now. Or I don't like the way you looked at me. I want yeah. to see some ID. Yeah, and they're, getting, like and they're the passing laws about it. I don't yeah. like the way you moved in your chair when I came up on you. I saw you, how you squirmed in you your chair. You have to have your ID now if you're a passenger in a vehicle. I mean, it's starting to get ridiculous. It's like, papers, please. Well, that's being fought wide and far, the uh, passenger ID thing. Yeah, well, in some places it's taking off like wildfire and became law. And well, I just don't. I tell you, you don't want to know what I think about that. I, it's I, I I can imagine because it's going to come down to where you know you're going to have to have a bar. You're going to have to have a barcode on your forehead. We'd get shut they, down. We'd get shut down if I told you what I really think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Nate, I'm not there. I have enough of my brain left to know that I don't say certain things on the air. <laughs> right, me too. I'm still, I'm still, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll me just too. Leave that we'll me just too. leave it that we'll leave that thought right there because yes, I do. Like I said, I'm not. Yeah, I don't advocate for violence, but if it comes down to it, and it must be, then you know, hey, we'll go with the times. Okay, Sarah. We'll go with the times. Whatever if they will start be, beheading be. people in the street, well, then I'm beheading people in the street, you know. It's, You're not, not hearing but, much about this um, this uh, refugee crisis as you as you were, you know, three months ago, four months ago. You were hearing no, because refugee crisis, 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 crisis. The, the, the stuff is still going on, but the media has pulled off of it. Nothing yeah, has changed. They've they've gone on a Trump hunt again and a witch hunt and nothing you know, nothing has changed with the deport the the importation of refugees but yet they're not they're not covering any of it and I've even noticed the alternative media has followed sway and is not covering it either so yeah well that's because the populace has the attention span of a gnat and they hope that they'll forget about it and. In, Oh, and they in are. a couple months, and a it. couple months from now, all of a sudden something will break out. It'll be a a big crisis or a big to do, like another truck ramming or something. And then all of a sudden it'll, oh my God, it's so so fucking horrendous. Oh, we can't handle it. And they'll hype it back up again, like they do Zika and like they do Ebola. And you know when they need it, they'll push the button and automatic 
drama, you know. Yeah, I know. And the alternative media follows the mainstream media, no matter what they say. And they're well, we do. We're all guilty. We're all guilty yeah. of, of of pushing that narrative and trying to find. It, our it's own what's slant. in the news. Our own you know, slant. What, to it. Our own slant to it. Yeah, what's in the news today? Um, well, uh, McCain has brain, you know, brain cancer, but he's telling us about Trump being demented. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, all these demented people are telling us about other people that are demented and, and we're listening to them. And, you know, I, I thought of, is he able, able to perform his function as a congressman Yeah, because of this? Nobody asked that. Nobody wants to go. Well, I said, vote him out, get him out of there. Uh, you, for, all uh, of you, uh, for all of you, nine eleven conspiracy people, I found, um, Europhysics News, if you want to pull Europhysics News up and just type in search bar 9-11, I think you'll all be very interested in this European physics magazine, what they had to say about the claim about the evidence ports overwhelmingly to the conclusion that all three buildings were destroyed by controlled demolition. And this is yeah. a very highly respected European physics magazine. took me forever to pull this up. But Europhysics News, if you all want to look at that, you can. I was going to pop over here and see what's going on on Facebook. I thought somebody had messaged me, but no, they didn't. Did you ever get in touch with Ron? I sent him a message. I haven't heard from him. So I don't know yet. Fallen. He's fallen off the planet, buddy. Got yeah, a word I mess it. Well, he posted about four or five hours ago. But, oh, you know. oh, 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 oh. Well, fuck him then. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> fuck him in the I train mean, he rode in on. What is he? Who the fuck does he think he is anyway? If we I don't just, know, man. You and I are just I don't know. gum on the bottom of his shoe now or what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I mess. I messaged him and I have, you know, I haven't as of when I went offline. Uh, I hadn't heard from him, so I can't yeah. say anything. Well, if he comments back, I'll let you know. Of course, of course. A horse, of course. <laughs> we are just getting better and better. I tell you, Sam's coming, man. Sam is coming. I can feel it. I don't know. Something's kind of come out of left field here. And um, I can feel it right now as I sit here. Something's coming out of left field, and we're getting Sam. I don't know what it's going to be, but... And, you know, I can foresee a couple of things happening and getting back in the cloud where we belong. Wow. Mercy. That's going to be weird. That's going to be a night to celebrate when we get our license back or get our license, period. Uh, Our new license. Yeah. Wow. What a night that's going to be. And then we can really start getting motivated to do all of these things that we're talking about. I mean, it, it only takes a little motivation. It's, it's kind of like uh, getting your check and spending all of it on bills, and then two weeks into the month, you're almost broke, and your grandmother hands you a $300 cash, and you're like, ah, I'm rich. Let's I can go get out that thing the, I wanted. Let's go yeah. to the movies. Let's go buy some popcorn. Let's go get some catfish and cook it up. And let's get we're all we're happy, you know, for for the moment we're happy. And so it takes it takes something to motivate you. And I wish I, I wish my radio. grandma was still here to give me three hundred. I could use it. 
<laughs> well, my grandma would, you know, and she she did while she was alive. Well, I said I wish I wish she were here so she yeah. could give me hundred yeah. so I could go get the but, uh, computer. <laughs> but it takes it takes stuff like this to motivate uh, talk show host. We are human too. We are human too. Oh yeah. It takes you like a kid at Christmas where that toy you always wanted and you finally got and you play with it and you play with it and you play with it because you're motivated for it. Yeah. 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 But the downside is, you know, a month and a half, two months later. (laughs) Well, the upside, the upside to having Sam is it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And, um, there's really no way for it not to grow because it's on a platform that is not dumbed down like Facebook. It's on its own, it's on yeah. its own cloud platform. Uh, thank goodness, uh, thank goodness, it is. Uh, unlike TalkShoe, is just kind of like a tree in the woods all by itself. It's just yeah. here for us to record on, and it doesn't go anywhere unless we take it there and we have to take it to the cloud when we're finished. And, um, that's not even the big cloud. We're only taking it to the medium sized cloud when we're finished with it. So, uh, it takes a lot of work. You know, I was thinking to get on this damn talk shoe takes 12, 12 to 15 steps, which is really cool. Um, to have to do all of that just to get on air. And then if you fuck one little thing up, you're screwed <laughs> yeah. the whole night. You yeah. Gotta you have to redo start. it and start back from, yeah, I haven't messed with that part of it yet. We've I'm, had, uh, we've had to do that before. You've heard me over here scrambling around. I'll be back with you guys in a minute. Yeah. I haven't, I right. haven't dealt with the on air. I do have a, it's a I bitch. do have my own talk shoe, but I don't have, I haven't ever done a show on it. It's so. a bitch. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. And it and it like doesn't really work in Linux too well. No. So it is like so. The chat room works great. I mean, I uh, we might start pushing the chat room on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. that way people can you know contact us while we're on air and ask questions and that yeah. could be a cool show to do. I was just looking here, mute all users. I wonder if that mutes you too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> block chat. Block chat. Block participation in chat. Allow participation in chat. Yeah, I see all that. It's uh, it's amazing that some of these talks you folks have 150 people I've counted in chat. Uh, they've been on there for years and yeah. they're just, they're like religious, uh, their religion is talk shoe. You know, it's their, it's their religion. Yeah. That's all they do is talk shoe and hey, more power to them. Yeah. And I think what you were saying might be correct that you can buy into talk shoe at some level. I'm not sure somebody told me that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to send you the uh, page I was on that said affiliates and how yeah, you that's... can monetize it and. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'd like to hear and, and make it start making money and I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. I'm just we're just going to get Sam back. I'll say it the last time tonight. It's coming. I'm I may you know, it's winter here is coming up. I may I may sell the car still. Um 
I don't know. It just depends on if I get the window fixed. The window's still halfway down in the back. The whole fucking the whole fucking car is perfect. The the window screws the whole thing up on a sale. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this car is perfect, but I can't buy it because the window's down. Uh, really? Yeah, oh, I don't want to fix it. You have to have it fixed, and right. You yeah. have to. It's electric window, so you have to take the panel off. Oh, and you have yeah. to unplug it. You have to screw around with this piece in there and find out why it's not rolling up, and you know, and make blah, sure it's blah, blah, not blah. broken because if it's a plastic piece that broke off, you might have to get a whole new window, whole new mount in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for that told. fucking pla- plastic piece. Uh, yeah, I've been through all that. Uh, uh, <sighs> mercy. Yeah. Mercy. Well, there is absolutely nothing on Facebook to report. I still can't get my homepage to load. I don't know what the deal is with this homepage. I've been having problems sometimes, too, on a lot of different pages, so I don't know, man. Uh, Homepage, the first first post comes up, and then it just goes poo-poo. The second post, oh, here's a second post. Here's a third post. See, I'm lying now that I've told you about it. They're, They're making me think I'm crazy. Um, no, I've 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 had problems with Fedbook too. It's, now it's blank. It's, now it's blank. There's nothing. Yeah. Fourth post. It's it blank and it just sits there and has a circle thing that spins around and does nothing and just yeah. spins around. I haven't yeah. been able to load this home page in weeks. I stay on my main page. Yeah, that's. I mean, they they keep you like I said in one thing. I mean, I've got a couple of my pages will not load or it goes you can't you can't post to this page. And you click OK, and then it lets you post to the page. It's, yeah, yeah, they yeah, do that with it's, me too. You know, you hit the button, and then you click the button again, and you're on your pay on the page to post. And then sometimes you get the caption goes to come up, and you gotta put in these letters, and you can't read the letters. Or are you a robot? How many of these animals are animals in this picture? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or waterfalls or watches, yeah. clocks. How many road signs are in this picture? Every square, click a square that has the uh, signs in it. And it's like, what the, f- just censorship and shit, man. I mean, it, it's ongoing all over the board. Somebody wrote here, the United States is a federal republic and a constitutional representative democracy, and everybody's jumping on their ass, <laughs> telling them, hell no, you dumb motherfucker, the United States is a corporation, it's not a fucking federal republic, representative democracy, it's not a federal republic. It's a great piece of fiction. Yeah, I have to agree with them, it's a corporation. Run by corporations. corporations. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever wrote Multinational that. Multinational corporation. I don't know whoever wrote that. thought they were really smart. It was uh, Ben Garcia. Gencia, ben Gencia. I don't know why he would get himself in trouble like that, saying the United mm-hmm. States is a federal republic and a constitutional representative democracy. What is this? Where's this guy from? Fucking Guatemala? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Where he's from? What the fuck he's doing here, man? I don't know what what he's smoking. <laughs> the um, I had a lot of questions coming up on Quora about uh, quantum physics and quantum mechanics and being and consciousness and local versus non-local particle physics and 
I thought one day we would talk a little bit about that on a future show about singularity and event horizon and um, cool. all of these all of these different scenarios and how quantum physics is running the ceiling on mathematics and computational power and uh, how some of these new computers are going to be able to compute like a billion universes worth of information just unfucking believable what these new computers i mean i oh, they, yeah. they don't even know they don't even know what the fuck they're doing with these computers i don't know how they're building them if they don't know how to fucking operate them i mean they're not they're, they're not they're building, building them, them. They're bu- the computers are building themselves but whoever's and building programming them, themselves whoever's building them they're losing they're losing control over, you know, what is this? What is what is this look like? You know, what what is this going to be? You know, and uh, I can how do we in the near future, sense this? We have to have robot rights. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, I can know. I can I can see that. Of course, robots will robot have rights and 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 cyborgs and augments. I mean, I can see it starting out with you're not allowed to destroy federal or state property, which is a robot. You're not allowed to trespass within so many feet of a robot while it's doing its duty or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You're not able to. Then, then you have the robots like in D.C. to commit suicide. So Yeah, that's all that. That's all that. He threw himself into a fountain. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to live. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the more we try to program and be human, the more human they become. Then you've got those so, new sex, those new sex dolls that oh, are fifteen yeah, thousand to a fifteen thousand to a hundred thousand dollars, and they're perfect. In cheaper every than a divorce, yeah. Oh yeah, nice. cheaper than a divorce, and of course all the freaks are saying, "Oh, it'll just help the pedophiles to be more pedophilic." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you stupid fucks, you stupid." Hey, you can get a, you can get a you know a young girl one out of Japan, so why not? Well, sure, yeah, yeah. It, why not? Why not? It's you know it's like. I, All these everybody freaks. get over it. I mean, yeah, just get over it. Fucking pent up people. Just, I mean, how do you equate this with that? You can't. You can't really you equate can't, I mean, you one can't. with the other. And it, I mean, they 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 bring up this. Oh my God, it's going to help. You know, and then they go, Well, why aren't there male robots? There are male robots for the females. They yes. have bionic penises. Yeah, and they're better than men, but they don't yeah. take out the trash. Right. They, uh, right. <laughs> When they program them to take out the trash, we're out of luck. Yeah. You know? Well, but no, we're not because we'll have the female version. So you know, I think, I, you know, these these. I don't these know, man. It, fifteen it, I, these fifteen thousand dollar robots. I'd love to have one and just try it out. I would too. But I would love. To I don't have, have fifteen thousand. Well, they have but, they have a boutique where you can go and a uh, brothel and you can pay and play. They do have sex brothels with them. So. <laughs> yes. No lie, man. I'll, I'll 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 look it up and I'll send you the uh, if if FedBook will let me send you the article because you've they, got they, to they send censored. me that. You've They've been censoring some of them articles. Oh my God, a brothel with sex robots. Yes. How are the cops going to handle that one? How are the cops going to handle that one? Uh, 34, we've got a sex robot brothel problem down here. Guy got his penis hung in one of these robots. and uh, What are they going to do? <laughs> uh, 
Oh, my God. You could have, they'll probably have a sex brothel for the children robots, too. Yep. Yes. Were you pedophiles or anybody who You're studies that kind of... sex robot anybody who studies the, Anybody who studies that kind of thing or is interested in their wildest fantasy about that kind of thing can just go to a brothel and say, fuck you, police. <laughs> uh, Forbes, sex dolls brothel opens in Spain and many predict sex robots. How yeah, will it clean... May I ask you a question? This is not about why do some turds float and some don't. How do they clean those things? How would you well, like you got, to be the? You you, you can you can uh, they're like a they're like any sex toy that you get in in the market. One of those sex pussies or uh, flashlights. You you soap and water. Yeah. You can you can bathe them. You can put them in the shower. And, How would you like and, to be the maid that had to go in and clean up after all that <laughs> semen shit? And, and also, the the vagina is removable, and you put you a know, new vagina in. I might do that for fifty five or sixty dollars an hour. I might be the cleanup guy in there. Yeah, yeah, part time. You, you, you put bodies in an incinerator. I mean, so know, I'll do on. anything. Yeah, I know. So I'll do anything. So yeah, it's, you know, you're, you're kind of freaked out about it. It's like, well, wait a minute. You used to throw dead bodies in incinerators. Uh, I hope they were all dead. And and you're freaked out about a sex doll being. Yeah, I know. It's just thinking about all that sperm going into that little vagina. Oh yeah, all that bag up in there. And, you know, you wouldn't want to gangbang something like that. Nasty. I think I went to one gangbang in my whole growing up of life. I think, yeah, I went to one gangbang where everybody was standing in line outside the bedroom, and I went in there and counseled with the girl and rescued her, <laughs> got her out of there as fast as I could. So that proves that I'm not a complete pervert. I mean, I took her out of there. There was just, I couldn't stand it. There was men in line on both sides of the wall of the bed, going down outside the bedroom, and I went in there and I said, let's go. I'll fight anybody that tries to stop us. Let's get you out of here. Get dressed. And she got dressed and I put her in my truck and we hauled ass. They were all like, what are you doing, man? Running the party. I'm like, this is just too much, man. This is just too much for me to handle. Can't handle it. But, um. I'm sure you've heard of gangbangs and Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll just send you the Google link if it'll let yeah. Alright. I sent you the Google link. Oh, I see it. Sex robot brothel. Well, this is really just amazing mm-hmm. me by the minute. I'd I'd have <laughs> I'd have never dreamed of a sex robot brothel. And, yeah, and there are and there are ones with underage uh, young, you know, looking robots and stuff too. Oh, I'm sure they're going to be two to oh, three yeah. to four to five to I six mean, to seven to eight to nine uh, to ten to eleven to twelve to fifteen. Yeah, to they, 17. they uh, in England they arrested a man for buying one of the the dolls from Japan. Now, why would they do that? Pedophilia, man. No, we can't have that. No, they can't do that. That's that'll never stand up in court. Buying a machine. Oh, oh my God! Going to jail for buying a machine with latex on it. No. Yeah. No, they can't do that. I'm sorry. That's just that's just going too fucking far. 
I'm sure they have animals too for bestiality. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rubber I sheep. Mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. They have blow up sheep and stuff. With, oh man! Like pussies, man. I mean, you, yeah, you they, they and they even have them for. They have a uh, a female dog for the male dogs. That I want to just. Know. I want to just leave this planet. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, they, they, you, if you want it, just type it in. The internet has it. Oh, I've looked at all that, you know, ice cream cone stuff and eating doo doo out of an ice cream cone and smearing shit all over each other and farting yes, on each other. Yeah, uh, I can't. You know, uh, men are farting on each other and women farting on. There's this one on there where a woman's tied a man up to the bottom of her chair and she's sitting on the internet naked farting on him and he's got his nose stuck up there and duct taped to the back of her chair. It's got a hole in it and mm-hmm. I just I mean just hello where's this creativity? Just... Yeah, I, I don't understand any of that. It's like you know when they they piss on them and shit on them and yeah, it, it's it's like is that really? Yeah. But they're naked. Is that really necessary to put a big, uh, big uh, plastic sheet in the kitchen Some floor people and invite think your it friends is. over yeah. and roll around and roll around and shit all day? <laughs> well, the elites are supposedly doing that at uh, Bohemian Grove and stuff too. And yeah, uh, sheep's sheep so, blood and who knows? Blood. Who knows, man? I don't see it. I don't get it. I'm not impressed. Yeah, I well, I don't know. I've always said I can't that, under I I'm open minded and I look at it and I go I can't understand it you know no I just can't see I can't see other than the deprivation of it the depravity of it you know the, yeah 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 now yeah we were talking about Rush the other night now if I had a triple dose of Rush I don't know I might think I wouldn't even do that on triple uh, dose of Rush uh, man no, I, I don't know. I, I OD'd on Rush I, I yeah no it, it's it would make me do that. Yeah, fucking you over D on Rush. I did like almost a whole bottle in one night. Oh my god, you idiot! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can no D on Rush. You must dude. have an addictive personality. I do. I do. I'm I'm an addict. I don't. I'm a sissy man. I'm a sissy, certified sissy. I won't. I won't put needles in my arm. I won't. Neither. So that Neither. that Me knocks either. out all that you know heroin and or Dr. Pepper. But uh, but uh, well, if you want to put Dr. Pepper in your arm, okay. But you know, yeah, I Dr. wouldn't recommend it. No, I've I've been offered the needle several times. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm people go, oh, it's such a rush. It's like, man. I don't want to stick shit in my body like that. You know, I, I'll smoke it. I'll eat it. I'll ingest it. So mushrooms and, you know, uh, what we talked about, crack and coke and marijuana. And I, have, that. I, have, I have never had an urge in any way, shape, form, or fashion to stick a needle in my arm. No. I've gotten stuck so many. I've got track marks all over my arms because of the many times I've been in the hospital. And people, oh, you're a drug addict. It's like, no, that's all from the hospitals. You know, well, I don't they, like the needles. I don't, you know. People want to think the worst of you. And they, they snap the needles off in my fingers because they hit the bone and stuff instead of the, it's like, I don't like needles. But I'll go get a tattoo. Go figure that out. <laughs> we, used to, 
we used to practice on each other in paramedic school, drawing blood from each other, and then we would get a little drunk and we'd take the blood from ourselves, which I, I was one of the guys that did that for ourselves. Yeah. I let my wife take blood from me. I mean, she was real good at doing that when she was in, in the uh, class. And I trust her more than I trust the doctors. So. Uh-huh. I used to be pretty good at taking blood, too. And you have to do it in an ambulance and hard to do with a lot of firemen standing around and a lot of radios going off and a lot of crazy people screaming and hollering and yelling plus the patients and rolling. going down the road and then patients yeah. flopping around and, well, yeah. that's why we stop now and do everything in your front yard that's why we stopped rolling down the road and we start we start IVs and get all of our blood work done and everything before we move and once we get you stabilized and get everything taped yeah. in then we take off. Well, that's why people go, why aren't they going to the hospital right away? Because we are at the hospital. Got to do. Yeah. Are the the hospital. hospital's already come with the paramedics. Right. Going to the big building most of the time, that's more. You don't want to go to <laughs> Right. You'd rather have the paramedics working on you and yeah. still be alive. Than... I mean, yeah, most of the time it's like, hey, if you can revive me at my house, just leave me at my house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take me to the fucking morgue. I'm not Back dead. Back in the old days, we have to. We had people screaming, "Why aren't you taking my father to the hospital? You son of a bitch!" And they just didn't understand that we were. We'd have to explain to them that we started IVs now, and we, we are the hospital, now, and we do yeah. EKGs now, and we draw blood now, and we do all the and things doc- the emergency right. does. And you, you bring the patient in to the ER, stable. And the first- stable and the first thing that you get asked by a doctor is what's wrong yeah <laughs> hey, yeah he doesn't know no of course he ain't not. going to know until we tell It'll him take him three months to figure out what the paramedic already told him right exactly right exactly right that's what and most it's like i don't I, you know you give them a full detailed list and they got to go look it up in the dictionary to see what you said and yeah well some doctors used to be really dumb there's a lot of smart doctors out there now medicine has changed even over the last 20 years um we used to have a lot of foreign doctors working over here that didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground i don't know where they got their license from but out of a cracker Cracker jack box box. yeah but they didn't know our drug protocol. Uh, that was most of the ones I had, yeah. <laughs> we would call in and ask for a drug protocol, and they didn't even know what we were talking about, and we'd have to just go How on. How do you spell protocol. drug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'd give us a different drug protocol than the one that we were used to using, you know, like an algorithm. We had an algorithm to use a specific drug right. specific drugs for specific cardiac it, anomalies. Yeah, this... This, this, and this equals this drug. Yeah. Right, right, right. This symptom and this sign equals this drug and this procedure and so forth and so on. And we're like we're like robots. And you call some right. of these damn foreign doctors, like from Egypt or you know Ethiopia or Nigeria. And you don't know nothing. The hell, you were doing out there. I just have it's to. It's a rectal problem. <laughs> I fucking have to hang up on them and just go to the hospital. Just hang yeah. up on them and do what I knew to do. Sorry, we've got a bad connection. Can't hear you. We'll be exactly. at ETA in five minutes. Fuck exactly. off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People are going to be yeah. emailing us now about talking uh, about Always. We've got to keep it right, man. I, I'll Ethiopian. keep the emails coming in. Yeah. Yeah. They can't yeah. taste chickens. Oh. Do your, your hands ever get rough in the winter? Yes. They get rough in the summer, too. On the, on the knuckles? Yep. 
Well, mine mine get so damn rough they bleed. <clears throat> the crap that they gave me, I have this huge scar on my hand is breaking back out again, and it's all rough and shit. So yeah, is it a rash? It was a rash, and now it 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 uh, bleeds out every once in a while. Oh shit, that's nasty. Because they gave me uh, clonidine and ibuprofen for my heart, then to keep my blood pressure and stuff under control, and the damn shit nearly killed me. And the only reason I got, I, I stopped it totally and basically had a three and a half hour seizure with a heart attack in the middle. And then I went back to them and they go, oh, well, see, we told you don't stop taking it. You'd be better. I said, I stopped taking it. That's why I am better. And they go, oh, oh, oh. And then I'm like, I want, you know, I was well, you can, practice. you can go to the ER if you have something wrong. You know, they will I did you. go to the ER and they told me that this was not an emergency with all. I've got the video in the of the pictures. I'm saying, I'm saying, if you have an emergency, they will treat you at the ER. Even though, yes, they will send you a bill, but yes, the federal government will end up paying it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, they're not going to come and confiscate your old car if you don't pay the bill. So, no, you do have an emergency room. Thank God, we have an emergency room in this country that people can go to as a last resort if they have an emergency. And that's the only time I go to it because I tell people, unless if I'm conscious, don't take me. Yeah. If yeah. I'm unconscious and I have no say in it and it looks like it's life threatening, take me. Otherwise, just leave me be and let me come back to life and I'll figure it out when I come back. You know, because yeah. I don't want it because I'll go there and they'll throw dirt on me or throw me in an incinerator. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, I, I, you know, and that's numerous hospitals around here now that. Well, I'm terrified. Um, I'm terrified w- without Marion. Um, I'm terrified to go to a damn ER. I've, I've had some terrible experiences at ERs. I've been almost dying. Yeah. And somebody was talking on the phone to their boyfriend. The head nurse was right, right by my table as I was dying. Talking on the phone to her boyfriend about something that had happened the other night. Or or okay. we're sitting behind the counter playing solitaire. Yeah, I've had some horrible fucking experiences. They've let me go with an IV in my arm, trailing yeah. down the hall, yep. and me just trailing it, just letting to see if anybody would look. With yeah. the hub in my the hub in my arm, fully taped, not the not the line, but the hub. Yeah. Fully fully taped, yeah. and me walking down the aisle with it open so they could see it. With me leaving the hospital. And they're not even looking at it. And, and I walk out with it and have to DC it myself. And they looked on the record after they billed me fourteen or fifteen hundred bucks. They look on the record; the IV was never DC'd. Guess what happened to that bill? It went away. Yeah, yeah. They were so <clears throat> afraid I was going to sue them over that. I went to the ER for the ki- a kidney stone. The ER told me we don't have the proper procedures to do anything for you here you have to go to a specialist and you know okay and then i went to the specialist and they go well we're going to send you to the other hospital so i went to johnson willis hospital for four days because they wanted to stabilize my blood pressure right okay and the whole time i still got this kidney stone in me Mm -hmm. 22 days later, after going to all these specialists and shit, 
They sent me back to the original hospital that told me they couldn't do the goddamn thing to have the goddamn operation. And you had it? Yeah, I finally got it done. And then they go, oh. And then they sent me a bill, and I, and they called me up, and they go, well, huh. Well, who's going to pay the bill? I said, well, since Obamacare is free, send the goddamn bill to Obama. Well, you know, they, they've got new treatments now, which not all hospitals know about for uh, kidney stones. They've got yeah, new... go on a roller coaster. Radical, radical treatments that are non-invasive for kidney stones that are pretty cool. They can go in there and blow them up now by just using oh, sonic yeah. booms. Yeah, that's what I was hoping they would do, but the one that I had was wet. It was lodged up in there, uh, called him Gandalf, because it was like a six millimeter stone up in there, and oh, they boy. had to go up in there. They had to go up in there with a laser and shoot the damn thing out. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I went through. I went through cold. And it still hurts. After that was a couple of years ago, and it still fucking hurts. I hope you. Long. I hope you never ever have to go through colorectal surgery. Oh, I, I went. Not I went through that and almost, man. I thought, buddy, I thought I was going to die. I laid in the bathtub for three weeks, laid on the bathroom floor in a diaper, crying like a baby for three weeks. They cut everything out of me. They took out yeah. polyps. They took out cysts. They took out hemorrhoids. They took out this. They I didn't. Out I didn't. I, I haven't let them climb up in me. Uh, yeah. Oh man, let me tell you something. It is the worst surgery in the world to heal from. I mean, it is the oh, yeah, I worst. Imagine. It is the most painful fucking surgery known to mankind is in your ass. Yep. Can you imagine trying to go to the bathroom past all of those stitches? Can you imagine? Yeah. I can imagine. Oh. Having a fucked up uh, lower GI, I can imagine the pain that that would cause. Yeah. I was in the bathroom to I'm not going to tell you the rest because it's too nasty for radio. But everybody out there who's had it has already told me. They know. They know. Yeah, they know. I can. I can. Uh, I, I've known somebody that had it, uh, some stuff done. So yeah, I know what you're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if the stitches give out, you can open it up and start bleeding internally. Oh and, yeah. Oh hell yeah. And then they have to go back in. And oh, there's only one way in. Oh. Yeah. My God, and that's double yeah. trouble. That's triple trouble. Yeah. That's. They said they've seen no, no. bikers. They've seen bikers break down and cry like little. Oh people. yeah. Cry for mama. I mama. can imagine. That. Oh I my God. Imagine. I can imagine. I've I'm been just... in that much. I've been in. I was in that much pain when I went in for the kidney stone that they made me wait twenty two days. But oh, at least they did. They were. They were this time kind enough to give me pain medicine. Thank goodness. Thank yeah. goodness. Because I was throwing up. I was, I mean, I couldn't even walk. And why didn't you come in sooner? It's like, why? So it would have been another week added to the uh, misery already that you would have put me through? Yeah. You, know, you got to be nice to those folks in the ER, too. I keep telling. I was. Mary gets, I was, Mary gets, I was a Mary gets very snippy. Nice snippy with them sometimes and i have to tell her you know they'll, nice spit in your, they'll spit in your soup they'll spit in your iv they'll spit in your soup well, you gotta, may, uh, i was very cordial to them as cordial this boy if you piss the er off oh ho, 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 they'll let you just lay there like a fucking dummy oh yeah oh yeah i mean i had to have surgery one time and well 
I didn't get it that day because something happened and then the doctor was all pissed off and then it had to take a month for me to get the surgery again because the doctor was just sitting on his ass goes, I'll teach him. I'll let him wait a month. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but that's, I hate to say it, but that's human nature. I mean, that's, that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame. I didn't like the way I, I, I didn't like the results from the last test that we did. And you kind of smirked at me because of it. So we're going to hold your procedure for the next week. Yeah. You know, it's really, really, it's really, really scary that, um, life has to be that way where you have to be so fucking on guard all the time or get your ass kicked by somebody. Somebody out there is going to kick your ass if you're not acting right. If you're not up to speed, if you're not up to par, if you're not acting in the way they think you should be acting, they're going to pull the rug out from under you. Oh, yeah. And you know, I, had to, I had one doctor. He goes, oh, you're just a pill pusher. You just want drugs. And uh, two years later, he goes, I had you all wrong. I can understand now why you didn't want any of them damn drugs. You know, it's like, yeah, because it wasn't doing anything for me. Why give me something that's just going to fuck me up worse when I've already got enough problems, you know? My doctor's going to be pissed when he finds out I went off these drugs on the 27th or whatever it is. He's going to be, I think he's going to be pissed. But we'll just have to wait and see how pissed he is. I'm going to try to keep him from getting too pissed. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can he do to me? Take me off my Xanax. Yes, he'll punish you by taking you after your Xanax. No, he won't. I, I can take him to court for that big time. Big time, big time, big time, because it's all, it's all registered that he's already taken me off my Xanax once. I went off of it by myself once, and then I told him after a long period, I think I need to go back on my Xanax and take me off these other two control substances. And so he said, okay, I'll put you back on your Xanax, and we'll take you off of these two other benzodiazepines. So he did that for me. It was real nice. But then he adds on, you know, more, oh, and more, yeah. and more 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 and more. Now we'll have to add 14 more on because yeah. we took one off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now I got him by the balls on that one. He can't, he can't fuck with me, but, uh, I would, yeah, I wish, I wish yeah. I had a doctor that actually understood what was going on in my head. And oh, I do. I do. He trusts me with, he trusts me with my care. He trusts me with my pharmacology. He trusts me with everything. And I really, really, really love this guy. He's great. He's wonderful. I had one doctor like that, but then he uh, he went into his own practice, and I couldn't afford him. So, well, I'd be at a loss if it wasn't for this doctor. I'd be at a loss, great loss. He's my both my physician and my forensic psychologist are just the best in the world, and um, just the best in the world. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this show has been the best in the world. It's been a great night. It's been a relaxing night. It's been a powerful night. And I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening to APRI wherever you are at whatever time you're listening and wherever you are, space time out there, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's uh, 10 years from now. We appreciate you very, very much. who is talking to me about the proposed 28th Amendment to the United States Congress Constitution? Congress shall make no law that applies to the citizens of the United States that does not apply equally to the senators or representatives in Congress. 
you are one of my 20. Oh, well, I'll have to check this out. He says, you are one of my 20. Is he thinking about the Top Gun 25, and he's starting a Top Gun 20? Kevin Ackman, I'll ask him, Glenn. This is kind of yeah, interesting. I don't, know. I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I, oh, of course, I'm not online. So, Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for tuning in. We shall see you soon. Um, Thursday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Sunday is kind of a long way for me. I'd love to have it sooner, but uh, we'll see you Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, on the Sunday Night Super Show. Between the lines, this is Glenn Sutpin and Kyler Davenport. Y'all take care. See you, Glenn. See you, mate. Yep. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.